Hello, Pastor Deborah here. This is another basic class of the King's International Spiritual Care University. We have been slowly working through the many different topics that I, Pastor Deborah, had to relearn or learn for the first time. I help people a different way. As you recall, I had been a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida and nationally clinically certified as a clinical mental health counselor. And I had worked both with the American Mental Health Counseling Association at the national level on three different, excuse me, committees. And I had worked at the local level in the state of Florida as a district representative. I had a lot of experiences in trying to promote and to help other counselors learn how to help people better. And that's a whole lot of other story. But right now I want to talk about another basic class that I had to learn and study, review a lot so I could help people. A lot of this I learned from, uh, from many books videos, working with my Strong's Concordance, working with uh, my uh, dictionary, my Webster's Dictionary, that happened to be my son's, that he used in the 8th grade. Still use it, underline things, mark things, because it's very good to have both the Strong's Concordance, so I can learn about the Greek words, the Hebrew definitions, and Webster's Dictionary. In this class, this basic class, it's called Ancient Image. What we're going to be talking about is what does image mean. In the last video, <clears throat> the last class, we had talked about we had to learn about our ancient parents. We had to learn about ancient DNA and how the spirit, the forever person, inside a dirt body, that be us, had parents, spiritually. Now we're going to go into a little bit more about their DNA, because you have to have a mother and a father, an egg and a sperm. We see that in nature. So let me get my notes and we'll get started. Okay, I'm back. I had to do a quick review. So I always like to be a teacher to you. Excuse me again. I see I have a lot of wonderful spirits coming into this classroom. I've been talking to a lot of people during this time. COVID-19 is going on, and they have a lot of questions. Uh, they need some assurance. Some people ask me if they're going to live or die. Sometimes I've had to decree some things over some nations, so I've been very busy. And I hope to also do another sit-down-at-my-door and do some tele-ministry and teach on a very important topic. But today we're going to talk about basic ancient image. When you are learning how to help people the Lord's way, the way of spirituality, the way of faith, you are dealing with the soul, that second part of us, that the mental health counseling world is also dealing with. Because in that soul there are concepts, thoughts, there are imaginations, there are feelings, there are beliefs and ideas. And they have all been formed through the five senses, through its circumstances, its experiences in the seen and natural world. Whether it's a fear of a spider, fear of death, whether it's they've had, as we know right now during COVID-19, the nurses and doctors are living on pure adrenaline. And we do expect them, upon this to slacken up, to probably experience like your soldiers from war, PTSD. We do expect a lot of people in isolation to become more suicidal, more feeling closed in, maybe more child abuse, animal abuse, or alcohol and drugs, anything to reduce the pain of isolation. 
So all of that is going on these days. And the big mental health stuff is going to happen. Some people are adjusting okay. They're doing a lot of Zoom meetings. They're doing their proper uh, social distancing. They're going on with life the best they can. Others, it is a, a tremendous emotional experience they've never felt before. They're having to do therapy online. They're having to do group support online. And most people aren't used to staying at home. They're not, and if they go out, they're not used to wearing masks. And they're not used to being told what they can't do and cannot do. So we have a lot of issues that are probably going to hit the mental health system and other diseases coming out of this chronic stuff that is connected directly to stress and the autoimmune system. But in this basic class, Pastor Deborah Hare had to do a lot of studying, had to read a lot. And where I began, I always went back to the very beginning. God always took me back to Genesis. I stayed in the book of Genesis for many, many years. I read it through thoroughly. I had to read every word slowly and stopped. So where I got, because one of my mentors who's now gone to heaven was Dr. Miles Monroe from the Bahamas Faith Ministry down in the Bahamas. He was very good, a very good teacher, not what you would call a normal preacher. He was a teacher, and I needed that. And he taught about the king, the kingdom, because he grew up in a colony when he was a little kid of England. He had a governor there. They knew what the king and a queen was. He, uh, but he also at the same time was in what he called the Baptist church. He was in religion. So he had two ways of living in a kingdom as a colony and a colonist of England under Queen Elizabeth and in religion. And because he had a unique personal life living in a kingdom, went off to school, got several masters and a doctor's degree, he started teaching. And in his early teachings, about the first time he was going to go out and preach, uh, God asked him what was he going to preach on. He said, well, the blood and the cross and get saved. And, and God said, I can't use you then if that's what you're going to preach. He said, well, that was the message of Christ. I said, no, it wasn't. That was the means that we used to get something back on earth. But that was not Christ's message. Christ's message, which we learned throughout the Old Testament, there was a king coming, and he was carrying something on his shoulders called a government, a kingdom, and it was going to come back, and it was going to take down all the kingdoms of this world. And when he came out of the wilderness after 40 days, he said, repent, turn your thoughts, your thinking, your beliefs and concepts from religion. He didn't say the word religion. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It has returned. So I had to study, still do. He is out on YouTube. Miles Monroe, The Kingdom, Rediscovering the Kingdom, uh, Rediscovering the Characteristics of a King. Because I had to start learning what the Bible was really about. And the Bible was not about religion. It was about a king bringing back a kingdom, a government, restoring kings, that be me and humanity, back on their kingly spiritual position so they could be the kingdom in themselves of, the, of heaven and they could manage and rule earth everything on it from the spiritual unseen realm guided by the Holy Spirit guided by the kingdom of heaven laws rules and justice and how it dealt with humanity its neighbors, its animals the planets I had to learn all this this was not taught in my master's school to how to be a mental health counselor. It was not taught in any of the churches I had gone to. So I had to relearn, refocus, 
and where I stayed was Genesis. Miles stayed in a very important passage, which I still stay in. Genesis one twenty six. It's where this father figure that we learned is speaking within himself. He's also talking to his other part of himself, his wife, his the mother, his partner, sort of, whatever you want to call it, and said, Genesis one twenty six. let us, now stop right there, that, a whole new thing, us, but we got one God. Now, that is a whole new factor that I had to study. Let us make man, now that didn't mean a biological male, that meant a spiritual species, in our image, and after our likeness. Stop right there. Go no farther. I had to go, and Miles helped me. Before I could know who I was, who all of humanity was, I had to know what this image and this likeness was that I spiritually was made after in the very beginning. Then I had to learn that that original image and likeness became perverted to another's image and likeness. His name happened to be Satan. He was a fallen angel. His name originally was Lucifer, and he was considered the son of the morning. And what happened was when he had pride in his heart, that's another teaching, and he rebelled in his heart and had violence toward this God that created him because he wanted to take over this God's position and be him. And God said, that's violence towards me. Like that, he was shot down to the earth as a bolt of lightning. And once he got down there, and man came along, and he heard this God say, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Well, this fallen cherubim, who had now become an adversary of God named Satan, the devil, the serpent, he says, well, if that's what you want, then I, too, am going to have to have some kids made in my image and after my likeness. But the problem is this Satan, this ex-cherubim, had no abilities to create out of nothing because all his abilities came from God himself. So what he did is he took the product that this God had made, this man, this brand new species that was made in the image of God. And he was going to steal him away, kidnap him. First human trafficking, believe it or not, event. He was going to groom the soul part of this creature. He was going to talk to it, love on it, challenge it. We would call that now grooming and human trafficking. And this Satan was going to steal and kidnap this first child. And then he knew what would happen. When this child made a decision not to obey its father, he would lose his light, he would lose the image and the likeness he had, and he would fall into darkness, into ignorance. And Satan would pick him up Genetically, inside of this first creation that was called man, where sperm, we call it seed, was all of humanity. And when the light went out through disobedience, a perversion occurred. Genetic DNA was changed. The image that had come, that was originally created, was now perverted and became the image of this new father, Satan. So the word image actually means a representation. It is something that we see from an about an unseen thing. What God did was he said, look, I am this kind of God. You cannot see me. Even the angels 
he created could not see him. He was sort of just like a ball of light. He had a voice, but inside that ball of light he had eyelashes. He had a heart and mind. He had arms and fingers and toenails and bodies. He was both male and female. He had a womb. He had eyes and ears, a tongue, a mouth. Now we couldn't, none of the angels could see it. And he created the angels with a lot of those uh, images, representations. But some of them, they were the strangest creatures you ever saw. Wheels within wheels. Some of them were just flames. Some of them were the weirdest looking creatures. If you go into the book of Enoch, and you read about that, and you read about also uh, further on in the Old Testament, uh, some of these people... They had some visions for sure. And um, they were taken up there and they saw some stuff, oh my gosh, that they couldn't even explain. Paul was one of them. He said, I ain't even talked about what I saw up in the third heaven. It's too unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it. And so what happened was the basic ancient image of this God, this creator, was invisible to everybody. So when he went to make this new creation called man, this man was going to be a representative. It was going to symbolize. It was going to bring out of himself his qualities, his image that nobody saw. And people would learn about him through this creation. Because what we know is this was a very lonely God. He had been one with himself for who knows how long. And he was ready now to be a father and a mother. He had both of those components. Now, what happens as we know biologically, you need an egg and a sperm. They come together and they bring DNA and genes, get all mixed up, and you have a little bit of the mother and a little bit of the father. But the genes would determine, you know, what you were. As we know, you can't really mix a human gene with a dog or an elephant and have part human and part elephant. So what happened was in Genesis 1.26, God had already created the spirit realm, all these angels and everything. Now he's going to create, uh, he had already created the visible world, planet Earth, all the solar systems. And there was probably already the dinosaurs had come, and uh, all kinds of things. So now he's ready. He's got this territory, this new kingdom, this new land. And uh, because the rule was when you're in a kingdom, uh, we'll use Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth is currently the Queen of England. As long as she is sitting on the throne and alive, her son, who's next in line, Prince Charles, cannot be king in England. He is a prince. He cannot take over and be king until Mama dies. As long as Mama's alive, he remains a prince. Now, he's royal and has a lot of things, but he cannot rule fully with sovereign power like the queen because he's not in that position. But if Prince Charles was sent to, we'll say, another little island somewhere or a country, he could be king and he would be sovereign in that place because the queen was not there so God this was all a part of his plan his setup so he said I want my kids to have their own place I want them to have their own land territory I want them to run it as my representations as my ambassadors my governors just like I run heaven and they will be on it and they will be kings themselves but the first place that they had to learn how to rule and reign and be sovereign over was their system, their spirit, all of its thoughts, its attitudes, its abilities. Then eventually it would get a helpmate, its soul, had to control that, and then it had to control this new land it was given, this visible land called dirt and dust. So first this new creation called man this spiritual being, that's where he was going to go. He was going to go on this planet called Earth. And he was going to start working here first 
and then out to the, all of creation. So what happened was God said, let us make. So we realize there's more than one, but there isn't. He was both male and female, us. Make, that means we have already created it. We have already had the thoughts. We all do this. We hear songs in our head. If you're an architect, you can see a building finished. You have the picture of it, the image of it, the concept of it, the purpose for it, the use of it, whether it's a car or whatever. It's all inside. But it's not out physically yet or out in the scene world. It's inside of us. So God had carried this image of his children, which were going to be of his DNA, of the male side of him, the father's side, and the female side of him, the agape love side. But in this basic, in the image, it is talking about that he is going to say, we need to make this creation after my DNA and genes called image. What did that mean? Well, God had a representation. He knew who he was. He knew what his image was on the inside. He knew he was a mighty one. He had all power. He had all wisdom. He could create things with just thinking and speaking. He had the full power of the Holy Spirit with him, which was his. He was strong but compassionate. He was a warrior and a shepherd at the same time. So he had a lot of qualities. He was a soldier. He, he was a king. He had to be a ruler. He had to be a judge. He had to be a jury. He had to be fair. So what was his image that we would think of? Probably what he would consider it. So my image is of a male. A king. A mighty ruler. One who speaks and decrees and declares law. One who is full of mercy and justice, but has to judge people. One who is tough and will have to destroy things if necessary. What was his image? It was himself bringing out and putting in his own DNA who he was. The male side of him. Now we love males. I, I, I'm a little short person. So some things I need a strong male with a, who's much taller, bigger, muscular arms and legs to help me. We see it all the time. We see how policemen and firemen, they work out in gyms and soldiers because we need their strength to help us, to help carry us, put us over their shoulders, go into battle. There were compartment men were... Uh, he was created differently. He could block off things in his life. He could do some horrendous stuff if he needed to. He was a leader. He was tough. He was a protector. But he was a shepherd. But if he had to kill a lion or a bear to save a baby lamb, he would. That was this image that was in him. And it was a creating image. And it was a governing image. It was a ruler. It was a mighty king. That glory and light shined out. He was also a lawgiver. He was also a filled with wisdom. And strength. He did battle. Sometimes we need a tough person. We're fighting things. We need warfare. We need soldiers. The men are created as we see in nature. They're more isolated. In the animal kingdom, the males are kicked out. And they have to go make their own way. They're tough. They're not that compassionate. Some are. We see it in humanity where the man provides the sperm, half of the DNA, does not carry the child, he doesn't have a womb, does not have quite 
that intimate nurturing characteristic in him but he will go out of the house every single day and slay dragons and lions and kill and scrappage he will go help uh, go after the wildebeest the buffalo he will skin them kill them he's a tough guy he'll lay his life down for his family He will fight. He's a fighter. So this God took all of those qualities of the male side of himself. He said, I'm going to make this new child have that. They will have that as my image. They will be kings. Why a king? Because they tough. They will be my offspring. They will be just like me, made in my own heart and mind, in my image. They will have my qualities of a king. They will rule and reign. They will have all authority and power. And if necessary, they go to war against their spiritual enemies. They would be tough, hard to shake. And yet, in their relationship to me they would be humble and they would serve and provide and protect I will give this new creature this creation my child called man that part of me my image and I would also bring forth into a human form a seen form all the things that I have arms legs fingernails eyelashes, mouth and lips, a heart, a mind, a body that nobody has ever seen before. But I will take what is invisible and I will make a visible image, a representation of what I am invisible. So what this God did, he said, okay, in this creation, in this child, this offspring, in this new being, they will have my image. And all of the angels, all of the creation who's never seen me, they will sing I have a right arm. They will see my hands. They will see my eyes. They will know I have ears and can hear. They will see that I have a heart and emotions. And I am a warrior and I take counsel. They'll see my strength in my shoulders. They will see me, how I rule nations and this invisible world. They will see that I am a God that can create. I can take my thoughts and speak. And something is created out of nothing. So this God was going to say, through this new creation, my offspring, my child, called man, all of creation itself, all the angels and even all the fallen ones would learn about me, the creator. Through my children, my offspring, I'm going to put them on a new planet that I've just created for them gotten it all ready and then I'm going to put them there and with me my spirit on the inside of them I am going to rule through a governor called the Holy Spirit and the laws and the justice and the culture that is up in this invisible world called heaven will be brought down to the spirit being man even though he never grew up in it never lived in it he will be taught it and this governor will help his spirit to grow and develop into a true citizen offspring of the king me God not me but you know God so they needed the governor they needed this teacher who would have all the knowledge, all the light, 
So this new being in this new territory who was a mixture, he was both spirit, unseen, and dirt, seen, living down here in this, as Miles would say, in this seen world, this earthly planet. And he was to rule it from the unseen spirit. God was too big to come down here. So he gave the Holy Spirit the government, the system of laws and justice. And this Holy Spirit, this governor, would help this newly created being spiritually to grow and learn how to think, to act like, to represent completely the very image and likeness of his parents. That was the plan. This image part is the male part. And we say that in the male body. It is close to the female body, but different. Some, some of us don't understand that the male was created different. He has different ways of dealing with problems. He's a tough person. When we need them to run to fires, they will run. When we need them to cut open a physical body, we see it now, and they have to do surgery. That's what they do. A fem the female part of us, which we'll get to on the next tape, the lightness part, it has harder problems doing that. It is a life-giving part. It's the nurturing part, the one with the breast, the one that gives, carries life. In. It's much harder for a female to kill anything. It has more compassion and love than the male part. The male part has to enter into horrendous war, see things and hear things and do things, and then they, don't, they can't talk about it. And that is the male side. We need it, and so it split out. This image that this God was talking about that he, the us, was going to make. He was going to create through this species called man his male side of himself. But he was also going to show us that he has a body. He has eyes and eyelashes and hair. And his fingernails and hands and arms and shoulders. And he has breasts. You'll learn in another one that many of the ancient gods were called the many-breasted one. They showed a statue with lots of breasts because they knew something inside of the darkened spirit that this god had breasts was a female part. And they weren't quite sure what all that meant, but we'll get into that when we get into the lightness part. But this part, the image, it has to do with the male side, the rulership side, the manager, the leader. He's got to rule and reign his whole system of spirit, soul, and body. He's going to have to learn how to rule the Garden of Eden, planets and animals. And God already knew that Satan and his fallen angels were already here. He's going to have to be a warrior spiritually against fallen demonic angels who were vicious. He had to be learn how to bind. He was going to fight against sickness and disease spiritually. He was going to go to war. I'll tell you a story that I had to learn and how this you have to have this male side of you spiritually this image I had this young girl I was helping named Candy and she I had led her to the Lord and one night we were on the phone and she's taken out of her body now she's holding the phone I'm on the phone and here's what I help help me help me where'd you go her spirit was taken illegally kidnapped and I go, God, what do I do? I don't know where she's at. And God and I have this deal. When I need to know what to do, give me a Bible story. Show me out of the Bible what I'm to do. So he knows that. We have this 
worked out long years ago. I get the story of David when his wife and kids were kidnapped. They had gone down to the stream to wash their clothes and some bad guys came and kidnapped them. And what did David have to do and his men? They got to go rescue them. So I knew what I had to do. I had to go rescue this young, precious lady named Candy. I didn't know where she was. God had to take me and direct me. Now I'm still on the phone and instantaneously. But before I could get there, Candy's spirit had been put inside of a physical body in a satanic meeting. She grew up in multi-generational Satanism. And they were torturing and abusing the physical body. But the, the legal spirit of that body was not in there. Candy was. And I had to go get her, bind up the enemy, stop everything, just like King David did, go read the story. This was before he really became king. And he, Abigail and them all got kidnapped. And he had to go get them. I had to go get her spirit. I had to take angels with me. Because when you start helping people the Lord's way, there's going to be rescue spiritually. You're going to be battling evil things. You're going to be coming against darkness. And you have to have this image of a warrior and a king within your spirit. You can't be a loving, compassionate person at that time. Whether And it's a lot of times it's your concepts of your spirit. So I was taken. I took angels with me. We stopped the meeting. I got Candy out of there, brought her back home. And here's what happened. Once her spirit got back inside of her physical body. Now, remember her spirit had been raped, cut, abused. Then her physical body starts feeling the pains from the spirit. The young lady whose body was being used, her spirit did not get attacked. And when it got in back in her legal body, there was a little bit of pain, but Satan took care of that. I had to have a warrior mentality. Now biologically, if you look at me, I'm a short female. There are times on the phone I am a compassionate, loving, kind mother. That's the lightness side. There are times when I have to hold and cradle and rock and speak gentle words and look in the eyes of a frightened child. I'll tell you another story about candy to show you the image side which we're going to go into a little bit more on another one of these Candy knew that I knew stuff that she never talked to me about so one time we're on the phone and I start hearing Candy crying and whimpering and through the gift of discerning of spirits and the words of knowledge God was going to do some ministry to some part of Candy Candy had allowed out of herself a little baby to come forth she brought it to me spiritually it's really her that was covered in blood because when she was an infant they baptized the babies in blood blood of another human baby blood of a lamb they actually make the babies drink human blood and that caused Candy some difficulties later on when she was to have Holy Communion, which is another story. She brought to me, out of herself, this little child, which was a part of her, which was her, from her early years, a whimpering child, could not even talk. And I put it in my arms, my words were loving, and I cleaned the baby up spiritually. I took, gave it a little bath washed all the blood off. The little baby heard part of my sweet, loving, compassionate likeness of the mother side of God. Because that part of candy 
needed to be helped. A great movie to help you understand this is go watch this movie, The Cell. It's very hard to watch with Jennifer Lopez about all the different parts that are in a mind. So this image, this God was going to create this new creature, man is, was going to be a tough one. It's going to be a mighty king, one with all authority and power. It was going to be raised up by this governor to be a mighty spiritual warrior, to learn how to speak and decree, how to talk to nations and leaders, how to be what they would call a pharaoh. You can learn about how the grooming, we'll call it, education, look at Moses. Just watch the movie, The Ten Commandments. In that, you are given a job. Go build a city. Go bring us Ethiopia. Go conquer them. Well, he brought Ethiopia back as friends. He was told, go build a city for the Pharaoh. You have to be a leader and a manager. And the difference was, if you looked at Nefertiri, she was just a seducing spirit in the flesh all the time. It was all about her body. She was a representative of Egypt. She would give birth to the next king and pharaoh. But she was not the leader. She didn't build anything. She didn't create anything. That's what leaders do. They manage people. They create. They're warriors. They're tough. They're protectors. They're shepherds. They speak and it's done. And then you learn another part of this image. They have to judge. King Solomon shows us that at that time when they had given up this God who they couldn't see to be their judge, he said, okay, then I will set the king to be the judge between things. And what they did was they put men, because they think differently, they have this characteristic of this God. They can listen impassionately. They are not moved by tears. They're listening to evidence where the lightness side of God is different. So in this story with King Solomon, two ladies were brought, and they had a baby. And both ba ladies were claiming that this baby was theirs. Now something wasn't right. And one lady said, well, she had this other lady, had the baby, she rolled on it and it died. And she's trying to have mine. So King Solomon has to make a decision. Whose baby is it? This is what the image side of us, the father side. It will make a tough decision. And some of the decisions that you make, people will die. So the King Solomon said, okay, since you're both claiming the baby, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take my sword. We're going to cut the baby in half. And we're going to give you each a half. One mother was, thank you very much. The other one, no, no, don't do that. Don't. Let the baby live whole. She can have it. What King Solomon did is he had to find out who was the true mother. Because the true mother didn't want the child to die and would give it up to save its life. The love of that mother to that child and that child to live, she would sacrifice herself for that child. So Solomon knew who the true mother was. So this male side of us, this image of this mighty God, he put into every spiritual being. Now it had to be developed. The governor that was there would develop the spirit through experiences and tests and trials and study. And he would eventually come out. He'd go through childhood. He would learn. The angels would bow to it. He would learn he was royalty. He was a prince. He had rules he had to follow. We study that now, even over, which is very close, England. The royal children. They have rules. They can't do this and they can't do that and they can't do this and they can't do that. This new creature was going to have to learn the royal laws of being the male heir. Because in the law that this king had set up, only the firstborn, only the male heir, 
could inherit the throne. So God put in every human being, you are a male. You are the firstborn. Everybody is to inherit the kingdom. Everyone is to be a king. Rule yourself, your system first. Learn how to be a leader and a manager. We see that on the internet. Leadership, management. People don't know how to do that. That's the king side. That's the image side. Takes a lot of work, a lot of studying. Some people go, well, is a king made? Yes. Is a king born? Yes. Does he have to grow and learn? Yes. Does he have to practice it like David did when he has to go rescue his family who were stolen by traffickers? Yes. Does he have to go into battle against spiritual enemies of the kingdom of himself? Yes. He has to learn to fight. That's the image of this invisible God that even the two-thirds of the angels, they may have had the knowledge of it, that he was that, but they had never seen him in that kind of battle. They had never seen him through anybody else. And one-third of the animals, they decided <laughs> they're going to be him. And they got kicked out. So this was God's way of showing his invisible characteristics who he was, his image, what he was, the righteousness he had, the glory, the kingship, the sovereignty. He was going to show it through his children, his new creation called man. So he said to himself, let us, Holy Spirit, you're a part of it. My other female side, we're a part of it. Let us Make man, this new creation and being, in our image. Hmm. Had to learn about that. So that is what this basic course is about. Learning about this image that humanity's spirit, the invisible part of us, was created after. The male component, the DNA, the genes, whatever you want. The male side. The king, the ruler, the leader. The majestic side. One that was a warrior and a shepherd. But yet a judge and a jury. And if necessary, an executioner. He ruled with a mighty hand the kingdom of heaven. Didn't tolerate any traitors, mutiny he had all power all authority and he gave that to this creation and he was going to put them on planet earth to now learn the Holy Spirit I've given it to you he will teach you learn and become like I am show all of creation in the garden in this darkness these fallen angels, show them through your actions and your behaviors who I am. Bring glory to my name, to my nature, to my image. Rise up in my image. Fight the battles that you will need to fight. Speak the words of blessings and life. And if necessary, go to war. So I hope that you're beginning to learn about yourself from who gave you your image and what that image was about. And that is the basic class that Pastor Deborah had to learn. Because I couldn't help anybody unless I knew the image that I was created after. I had to study him. I had to read the Bible listen to other people and preachers and read stories. I had to study him. I had to learn about him being a king, going to war, fighting the enemies, taking counsel, being a judge, being a shepherd. I had to learn about words and decrees. Then I had to learn about the spiritual enemy I was to fight, 
I had to learn to be tough. I had to learn and learn and learn. And my Holy Spirit, my teacher, was there to help me. I'd read the Word, and I don't get it. I'd read the Word. I'd watch a video. I'd watch Miles on YouTube. I'd read his books. They're all falling apart. I'd read true stories about people. I'd study, study, study. Because I knew God was in a hurry. He was trying to help people in multi-generational Satan. Witchcraft, the occult. Drugs, the vampirism, heavy metal music. Those that were the most severely spiritually abused. He was going to reach into the deepest darkness religions and faith where there was such ignorance of him. And I had to be ready because I was going to come up against this Satan himself. And it was going to be war. And I had to have that side of me, that image side of me, tough spiritually. I was going to be taken. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, and I had to be trained to... It was horrendous. I'll tell you a story. Uh, you may not believe. But I was in training, training, training. So one night in this church, after I got prayer... I'm actually laying on the floor. Some people believe in it. Some people don't. And I wanted to get up. And I wanted to dance and pray to the Lord and praise and worship. I could hear everything. But I couldn't get my eyes open. And God told me, do not get up. All of that that's around you biologically, physically, must fade away into the background. I need you to hear me clearly over and above all of that music people walking around you I had to be in two worlds at the same time but the spirit world with God I had to hear him more clearly the other became faded training 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 I didn't know what for at the time but I learned later so I'm at home one night or I'm on the phone with somebody taken I am standing in biological earthly flames in a satanic meeting where somebody's being burned alive and I had to be able to hear God say I will take their spirits now I had to be able to hear God while I'm hearing these screams and the flames the best way to explain it is go look at the Chronicles of Narnia and see what it's like on the altar with the chanting and the demonics. I had to be in two worlds. I had to be able to talk to the person who's being burned alive. I had to have authority over the flames and tell it to stop. I had to stop time itself just as Joshua did to win a war in the Old Testament. Made the sun stand still so he could win. I had to stop the flames, stop time, stop the hands in that midair, all through prayer. This is the king's side of me, the warrior. And I had to be able to speak to the spirit inside that body that was being burned, that's screaming and yelling. And I have to say, I'll come now. I had to learn to be calm in battle. I had to learn how to deal with this stuff, training training, training. Other ones I would be taken somewhere in a deep dark cave in an old castle somewhere over in Europe or somewhere and there'd be a man in there waiting to be sacrificed because he had saved a lot of little chosen children and I had to talk to him and say they're coming to kill you. He said yeah I know because I led these children to Jesus Christ they're going to kill me and it's going to be very painful yes it is, yes it is but then I'd hear the Father, I'll take him now. I said, the Father will take you now. So you do not have to experience that pain if you want to go. He said, oh, that's all right. I deserve this, okay. I said, no, you don't. He will take you now. They're coming. They're coming down the, the little passageways. Yeah, I know. If you want to go, he'll take you now. He said, I do. But he couldn't get out of his body because there were demons there. I had to bind them up and help him out of his body, put his spirit inside, handed him off to an angel of the Lord, and he left. Then I hung around. They couldn't see me. I had this cloak of invisibility 
which you learn from Harry Potter. And these people walk into this room and there's a dead body on the floor. And they go, oh no, we're going to be in trouble now. So what they did is they took the dead body and they went ahead and killed it anyway to try to cover up the mess. I had to learn how to go capture people, how to go on undercover operations, how to be a special ops, a Navy SEAL. I watched a lot of those movies. I had to learn to work in the darkness. That's the image side of God. I had to be able to go into the dark kingdom of Satan where there's demons and darkness and fear and death and be a tough soldier. That is what the image and the likeness of this God is about. It's the tough soldier side. It's the rescuers. We love our rescuers. We love our soldiers that free nations and countries and free young children out of human trafficking. They go undercover. We love them. I had to become one. I had to learn and grow. I had to develop that image of a mighty God that would put on and go to war. And I was demonstrating to the angels Him, His glory, His image was being lifted up. His image that was in me was being praised and glorified on earth as I went through these experiences to help people the Lord's way. It wasn't just prayer, it's action, spiritually. It's battle. It's also comforting. And that's the likeness. We'll get into that. But this one, I wanted to just touch base briefly. Study the Bible. Study him. Study Miles Monroe. Learn about the DNA, the image of your father, the male side of him. Study kings. Study soldiers and warriors. Learn how to be a leader, a manager, to make tough decisions. Learn how to stop time and be a Joshua. Learn how to interact with this God as a soldier. Take counsel and war with him. Sit down and plan. That is what this basic course is about. This is what I went through. To learn about myself who was made in the image and likeness first, when then it got perverted. And my image then became Satan's image. We see it all the time, hate and murder, and doing bad things to animals and kidnapping children. That's the different image. We'll go through that of another father. But when I became reborn about four years old, it started again. The Holy Spirit started rebuilding me, putting in new concepts and ideas. He had to work with me slowly because didn't have the parents and the training. Got off the path for a long time, but I got back on. And then it was urine training. War was ahead. God wanted to do some stuff to reach some people, and I had to learn fast. I would read six, seven books one time. They were in my car when I was stopped at red lights. I read. I listened to audio cassettes. People on YouTube. I read. I studied. I read, bore out Bibles. I was on the prayer team at church. The altar team. The deliverance team. I was in church six and seven nights a week. I went to the prayer meetings. I stayed under authority till I was released. I went to a Bible school that was online. I took the classes. I read the books. It's almost ordained. But I didn't fit because my calling was much different. And then I learned more about myself. I was more like a Navy SEAL, a special ops. You could put me out in the middle of the night, just like the Navy SEALs. Well trained. So how many Navy SEAL movies do you think I watched? Watched a lot of them. Watched G.I. Jane, a Demi Moore. Watched a lot of movies about spies. Watch a lot of movies about uh, warfare. I think there's one called Up Periscope or something with James Garner. 
Watch about the resistance fighters in France during World War II. I had to learn how to fight the enemy. I had to learn how to speak to the winds and the tornadoes, how to put a dome of protection around my house, my car. I had to learn that the spiritual enemy to this kingdom of heaven in me was here on planet Earth. It was coming through people. It came through husband, brother. It came through parents, people in the church, people that just run red light, people in the gym. I had to learn to see that there were two worlds on planet Earth. And I needed to grow and develop my spiritual image of my father, who was a warrior. And yet he had this belief, and I tell the homeless, this young boy called Christ Jesus would lay his life down, lay on the barbed wire, fall on a grenade so others could live. He was a hero, decorated. I had to learn how to do that myself, how to take that attitude and protect other people. I studied all the wars, all the battles. I looked at this God as a general, as a mighty leader. I read every battle story. I watched all the things about the ancient gods and goddesses. Watched the gods of Egypt. Watched battles. Watched how they did battle. I learned, I studied, I read, I watched documentaries. I had to develop that image of my father. Spiritually. The Holy Spirit was there to help me, but that is what this class is. That is one part of your lesson. Learn about the father image, the soldier, the mighty king that you are to develop in yourself. Hopefully on the next one we'll talk about our likeness. Totally different. Because now you're learning who you are. You're learning who he is. His image and his likeness. You need it down here. For everything he wants you to do. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah. Come again to another basic class. I think I got about 50 of them to get through. Before I can get to the intermediate and then the advanced. Because until you get to the advanced and are released by the Father to do His work, you are still in class, training, and a prince. The Bible tells us as long as you still have certain ideas, concepts, and attitudes, and living out of your soul, you are just a child. And you look just like a pagan. But once you mature and you stay under authority, you learn how to pray with people, you get on the prayer team, deliverance team, you learn about spiritual warfare, you learn how to decree words, and you stay under authority. At one point, it's sort of like with Prince Charles, Queen Elizabeth will pass on into eternity, and Prince Charles, who has been trained ordained his whole life will step up he's ready in the bible it talks about that you will be under teachers and tutors until you grow and mature and the father himself releases you which he did me into as a full mature son offspring in the full image and likeness of himself. And now the only authority that I am under is God the Most High and the Holy Spirit. And that is a hard place to be in because I'm an adult now. I've had to develop my relationship with the Father. I have to have communications. I have to know his word. I work outside of the earthly box of a church. I go everywhere I need to spiritually. Don't have to travel like most missionary evangelists do. I travel on the seas of social media, on the boats of LinkedIn and YouTube. I was released. Now, I have to be able, it's sort of like, you don't get to be General Eisenhower 
the Allied commander of World War II, without first going to the university, having experience, time under your belt, toughness. Talk about toughness. Look at General Patton and some of these other people. You have to be willing to go yourself spiritually cross into the enemy territory and be tough. So hope you enjoy this little prelude into who you are because you are made if you are born again in the image and likeness of your father. And on another one we'll talk about this other image that we were mostly brought up in and most of us are still in. The image of the satanic father. And that's a whole nother stuff. But enjoy this one. Glad to have you back. Keep learning and growing. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah.